This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to CHGO Red Stars, your home for all things Chicago Red Stars, presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. your girl here, Sandra Rita. Joined today, as always, by my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, aka the Scam Originator, gathered together once again to... Talk about a Red Stars loss? Question mark. We got some things to chat about, homie. Mission, yeah, at least we've got we've got like a we got a good comfy cozy vibe today because we're like, what oh, yeah. on earth is going on? Yep. You know? Yeah. It's like you know what we how we should do this. We should do this with like beds and pillows behind yeah, us. Yeah. And just sort of, <laughs> we should just like take the time to do that. You know, take care of ourselves. Yeah. Quite frankly, while trying to to chat about all of this. Um, yeah, I think just to sort of throw it back to the last episode where we had um, previewed this a bit, we talked about, you know, the Red Stars continuing this road trip, going to the Courage, how this might look and feel a little bit different compared to that sort of wild 2-2 draw mm-hmm. that we saw from them and that how perhaps the current form of the Red Stars um might have had some writing on the wall in terms of like going up against this current form of the courage and that, you know, if maybe sort of looking at those two things side by side, if Chicago could perhaps walk away with the result in this one, scrap out a point, be considered a big, big deal. But unfortunately, complete opposite of that happened. We're talking a bit of a whooping four zero drubbing in this one uh, by North Carolina courage. Yeah, it's a bad loss. I mean, it's one of those where, you know, they had the 4-1 against Houston, and that was also a tough loss on the road. I did think about it. I was like, well, you know, it's funny. We're focusing on the positives this year for sure, and and that's been consistent. But I'm like, this is not that much better than the 5-0, you know, season opener against Portland last year. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. I yeah. actually and I was just like, wow. Like so that. we're we're you know we're more than two thirds. We're like two thirds of the way through the season. 
and we're having a Portland game. And I was just like, that's a tough place to be here. Like, obviously, North Carolina's playing really well. Like, we're not trying to discount their part in this, right? Because obviously they they beat Portland a couple days later, but it was tough. It's a that's sort of a demoralizing sort of a loss to take yeah. at, at this point, point in the season, I think. Yeah. I'm with you. I think the timeline of it is um is a really important thing to point out. I hadn't made that I hadn't made that connection so you like brought it up right now. I'm just sort of think, thinking about it, like there's there's one thing about like taking a really big loss like that 5-0 loss to literally start off your season right and then maybe sort of work your way back to going up against that team which Chicago did last year and had a much better later season performance against Portland right versus having just faced this team a few weeks ago had to scrap out a 2-2 draw against them and then meet them a few weeks later and just absolutely lay an egg it's a completely yeah. different vibe yeah, I mean, I think we have to get into the mindset of, and we talked about this actually around that exact same time last year, which is that question of, so who can Chicago beat? Who is Chicago definitively better than right now? And it's, this is not a commentary on what they could be or what they might become or what if they had one less injury. All of those factors matter. But thinking of a team that they're consistently better than or executing better than, I'm not seeing it in the top seven at this moment. And I think North Carolina, that game, I was like, well, I'm not really seeing it against North Carolina either. So it's, it's easy to get down on them. I mean, I, I don't want to overstate what's happening, but it's four losses in their last five games. That's a bad run of form. Right. And that's, yeah, I think that Malpew, that... without it's, it's not, there's not a lot of consistency to it with Malpew or without. Yeah, no, I think that's a, another really good point to bring up too, because like watching this game, in real time, like that was sort of, that was sort of some of the things that I was walking away with from it. I was like, God, this is this is going to be this team's fourth loss in in, in five weeks. Yeah. You know, like that's something to pay attention to. At the time of this game, um, you know, we were just even closer to the transfer window closing than we were when we were talking about it last week, which was something that. We were we had brought that up in light of the current form of this team even even then before they had picked up their fourth loss right. of the season and kind of watching it it just there was a, a certain point in this game and I, there's no I, for me I don't think it's really necessary to go go back and kind of rehash like the points in which they conceded the goals and how they happened I mean it, congrats to sustaining things for about twenty minutes that's when the goal scoring kind of broke through Ordonia's incredible run of form right now for mm-hmm. this courage side um getting the breakthrough right and then everything else is sort of piling up after that um even as a player like her comes off of the pitch with out of a precaution like for a shoulder injury that she sustained so it's like you you kind of have like this courage team kind of going through a bit of adversity on their own during this yeah. game yet right. still not stopping at all against uh the red stars so to sort of like see this kind of happening and then the red stars have another injury of their own happening in this game we see tatum malazzo go out uh in the second half of this game and come out with an injury which um unfortunately we don't have have an update on at the moment we're we're, we're doing this live um ahead of having you know any availability uh media availability or um the reports that drop ahead of the games. So there's some unknowns there with, with this player going into this, this week, like, is she going to be available or is she not? And uh, 
what does that mean for this Red Stars back line, like moving forward and like seeing it and watching it happen in real time. I was like, okay, well, they're probably going to move BSG back into, you know, slot into the defensive back, which frankly is a loss for this team. Like you're losing something when you push Bianca Sainters lower onto the pitch and back into the defensive line. And it just, you can just sort of see like in this moment, it was like, oh, this is like, we're hitting like desperate times here a little bit. And I don't think that's unfair to say. I don't think so either. Yeah, I think, well, and it, it speaks as well back to that Houston game, right? Where Chicago didn't get horrifically outplayed. It was, that was more of a Houston pounced on every single mistake. They have a striker who's striking really well. And I think that we saw a similar thing with North Carolina, right? They had, they pounced on mistakes. They're relentless off the ball. They've gotten better at that. They are on this arc where they have to win every single game and they're playing like it. And, but I I do think that Chicago's system, right? When they lose the midfield, when they do actually lose the midfield and place all that pressure on that three back, it can get into three nil, four nil, four one. It has the ability to become that. And, and I think we saw that as well this weekend. And then, yeah, like when, when Malaza goes down and you have to put another non center back into the three back, it's, you you're like was this the last game of the season we're done after this right like i i'm like this is the last game right surely this is things that we do because we have no more game no more games left and i think when you have that happen and it kind of gets into your mentality i don't know what you do to pick yourself up and, and and keep going and obviously that result that they got from north carolina at home was a little bit fluky i think they had trouble with the north carolina press in the last game against them as well but yeah, you're just watching in slow motion. You're just like, oh, the wheels are coming off. And maybe the wheels will get put back on. Not to say that they can't. But Sometimes you take off the wheels and put them back you on. Know, yeah, you know, it's NASCAR. It's but, um, yeah, <laughs> pit crew. Um, but, but it's hard to see right now. It is hard to see right now how they tighten up get the players on the field that they need to get on the field and, and, and change things. And we, I do want to, we'll get into, yeah, we'll get into the, the transfer window or the lack of motion in the transfer window. Um, I think some of the news that came out this week was really useful for that. Um, but yeah. And, and I think that at the beginning of the season, we saw a young group in a new system with not a lot of tape on them. And they did a really nice job of playing through that system. And then they had a striker who was really in form and yeah, Pew came back from CONCACAF with, uh, you know, a, a swollen knee. Who didn't, I guess? Everybody yeah. came back hurt. Um, and, and it just hasn't been quite the same. And I think that we also have not seen the team have the ability to, to build some of that chemistry as well. And I, I, I don't know exactly what happens next. Um, you know what? <laughs> this is hilarious. I think we lost Sandra, which is actually, you know what? We're just going to go right into an ad while we wait for Sandra to come back. We're going to do ad read, uh, or maybe I'll just talk. I'll just talk over and over again. Um, but <laughs> uh, the only Sandra that I need, I need Sandra to get back on the show. Owen, O-W-Y-N. <laughs> I'm trying to do an ad seg without Why not? you back. Oh, you're back. I was just going to be like, I'll just read an ad. I'll just read an ad without you. We could uh, read an ad. 
Yeah, yeah so I'm just going right into it. Just That's going why I left because there just weren't there wasn't enough ads. Quite frankly. yeah, there aren't enough ads. So I was just like, you know what? Let's fill the time. Oh, why? O w y n pronounced like Owen. Only what you need. 100% plant based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen friendly, no gluten or dairy, easily digestible. Owen and CHGO have partnered to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. That's l i v e o w y n.com with the code CHGO. 20. I was like, I can talk. I can just talk over and over again about the, the red stars on my own. But I was like, why not Ned? Yeah. yeah. Why not Ned for now? No. So uh, I know you were chatting about uh, Pew specifically, you know, coming back. Yeah. And, coming back a little bit. A, a little bit but, yeah. um, you know, I think I think maybe this was also the game that kind of showed us that a little bit. Like, I think you made a good point earlier with sort of saying, like, they're losing. They're losing yeah. with Mel Pew, without her. Like, now, now that narrative has changed a little bit. I think you also had a good point about saying how, like, this team, when I think maybe you look at them in that first half of the season, like, it maybe you could sort of say that they kind of overachieved a, a little bit, quite frankly, right? Sort of having so many first-year players and having a lot of young players who haven't, you know, had a lot of minutes in NWSL, and so there, therefore there isn't a ton of tape on them, you know, and, and maybe that contributed a bit to sort of, um, you know, their level of buy-in into the system and performing well within it, and then therefore performing well against you know, the oppositions that they were facing um, in that first half of the season. And now we're just sort of seeing, I don't want to say that they're like this predictable team, but um, we're just sort of seeing like how the long grind of a season, like a regular season could sort of catch up with a team. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of like, you just have that feeling like every time you watch, you're watching this team over these last five weeks specifically, you know, with, with, the, with the four losses coming in five weeks. So I just seen, you know, there's just not a lot of answers coming out of this this Carolina game. It's like it didn't make sense for us to come on here and be like, well, let's talk about what went wrong because the truth is, is like there's been some hiccups along yeah. the way for this Red Stars team over the last um, recent weeks. You know that isn't just sort of game to game. Quite frankly, at this point, it's almost like it's almost like its own unique set of issues that's sort of popping up as as each game uh, goes by while also sort of having some common threads, like, and, and me sort of bringing up Malazzo going out and and how they had to make that, that in-game shift and, like, how that actually is, like, not a thing you want to see. It's like, yeah, you don't want to see a player come out with injury, but you also see how that's probably going to be detrimental to one of your other players right. on the pitch and their level of play. It's like, okay, it's like, it's okay. We could just push – St. George is back into the defensive back. And it's just like, no, actually, that's not cool at all. Like, that actually kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of like the usage of Aaron Wright last week, right, where they they pushed her forward and, and made sort of like not a like for like sub there as well. Um, yeah, you go back to some of the results that haven't gone Chicago's way in the last couple of weeks, and you think about maybe some of the tweaks that other teams have made. Like, for example, when Abby Dahlkemper – leaves with a red card again, you know, for San Diego, they, they bring on Kaylee real and they have their next center back and they lock it down and they hold on to that one goal lead. Um, Chicago doesn't have enough players at this point on the bench to really have those kinds of like for like positional kinds of subs. And I mean, I've said this every week, I've said this every single week, the mistakes at the back are not what you want to see, right? It's not, it's not what you want to see at this point in the season. However, I'm more concerned with the fact that they can't score and and they haven't been yeah. able to score consistently. Um, they've scored two goals in their last. Yeah. Maybe now's a good time. Like uh, Joel, you can for us so we could throw up the, 
erase plot in, yeah. in this one a little bit because we've been doing that from from week to week and yeah and maybe this is falling in line a little bit with what you're saying claire yeah yeah and it's like again look at that their chances right this is it's a little bit skewed um because carolina had had so many chances but you know chicago had a 1.4 xg like they're they're putting together um they're getting chances it's not that they're not creating chances it's that they're certainly not sinking them and those chances themselves are not super um what's the right word uh well, they're not, they're, they're not, not big chances. Yeah, they're, they're not, not big, like big chances. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and so great. Love that they're getting touches in the box. Love that they're um, getting into positions to to maybe get a shot off. But there's something going on in front of goal that just all of that, there is no chemistry there. And it's disappointing because I think we saw what it could be in that Gotham game when they had the chance to sort of play a little bit freer. But the ideas are not, not everyone is on the same page. And defenses are kind of wising up to the way Chicago likes to play. So they go, okay, that was fine. You'll, we're going to force you to send the ball out wide and send in crosses. We're going to clog up that sort of top of the box area for Pew. We're not going to give her a lot of space. And then once defenses start doing that, Chicago doesn't have a lot to combat it. Um, And I think that it's a big problem. And I think it also, I think I've said this before, when you have those issues and it's not connected, you have that disconnect in the attack and in the midfield, that places pressure on your three back. And I think that's like the opposite of what Chicago is looking for. Yeah. I think um, it's maybe in, in that sense, it's also like a good time to put the pass network up uh, right now. So folks can sort of see also like what we're talking about a little bit, especially like when I was talking about moving yeah. uh, St. George's, you know, further back, we could sort of see like where she was sort of connecting. Right. like Specifically in that maybe first 60 minutes of the game. And then to sort of, kind of remove that from your, you know, general sense of, of attack that you're trying to present to your opposition here. Um, yeah, it's a little, it, it sort of feels like you're taking a step backwards, I right. think a little bit, like kind of kind of looking at that. And then again, it's like, it just sort of goes to, to, to show that like, yeah, like at this point in the season, you're absolutely kind of overloading, um, you know, this defensive line, you know, players that, um, quite frankly, are, like, still kind of navigating, like, what it means to be a professional in this league and kind of, like, go ahead and, and you know, perform week in and, and week out and sort of how to how to balance, um, you know, that type of stuff. So I just um, – it was a, just a tough, tough game overall. Like, there's just not – this is actually probably the first game, I think, in a number of games where I, I don't know if I can look at this game and say, like, here are some positive things that came out of this game. Like, it was just, like – a tough loss on the road for this team. I, I mean, unless you can correct me, please feel free. I mean, like, I'm not first, too sure. Like, whenever you say something like that, I'm like, well, did anyone get hurt? And the answer is yes. So no. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the silver lining. That's yeah. the bar. And yet somehow we missed it. Got hurt. Yeah. Like, can I ask you what, what do you think with, with the injuries, with the injuries, I think, you know, the team themselves, they're not trying to make excuses. They, anytime you ask them about the injuries, they say, you know, yeah. we put 11 good players out where yeah. we believe in the squad that we have is the team. We'll get into maybe the, the transfer market of it all in a second, but when you rack up that many injuries, do yeah. you look at that and is that a team failing or is that just really bad luck? I, I'm having trouble deciding just like how yeah. you don't want to throw your hands up in the air and be like, you know, God hates us, but you also <laughs> don't want to blame the team for something that they didn't do. 
Well, I think honestly, like having a having a week or so to sort of look back on it, I think in, in the time sort of viewing it, I was just like, how are you watching what's happening with your team in front of you right. over the last five weeks? And you as a front office or admins in the front of it are not making any moves to try right. to um, fill in the holes or help out this team. Like, quite frankly, like it's irresponsible at this point. And I still kind of feel those sentiments a little bit. I'm not going to take those back. I said them and, and at the time, but I, having a week like a move from it, I would maybe say it's a little bit of a combination of both. I don't think you can have one without the other. Quite right. frankly, I think it's like the trouble with this is that this Red Star team, we were covering them from this current off season into this season. Those we were already talking about that, Claire. We were already right. like, wow, like this this team did not. They lost a lot of players. Yeah, and they did not fill the gaps. Right. They didn't, you know, and Yuki Nagasato came to play for the Chicago Red Stars because she wanted to come back. Right. You know, and um, that's great because I don't know if you don't have Yuki Nagasato saying, hey, I want to come back. Who do I have to talk to to make that happen? You know, and obviously it was assistant GM Michelle Lomnicki. And, and if this player doesn't have that want, what kind of offseason are we talking about for, for this team? Right? right. So we were already like talking about and having questions, questions about that. And now here we are as this team, like we saw this first half, they had the first half that they had, it was, they overachieved, it was, you know, impressive to see these young players do that. But now we're like hitting this window of time where it's just kind of like, you're that meme, like with the stick poking things and you're like, are you going to do something? Like they, this team knew coming into 2022 that they were going to be without players uh, to maternity leave that, they uh, made deals for players to get them to franchises where they wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, early in the season, I mean, early, like they were without Tierna Davidson early yeah. in this season. Like they had examples in front of them to say, hey, like maybe we should start planning and targeting some things. And, you know, they went out and they got Chelsea Darby, right? That's a, that's a young player, but that's another young player with not a lot of film and not a lot of experience. Um to date, you know, just because of her youth and uh, finally starting to get minutes in NWSL. I think it's like, is this the point where we start seeing Chelsea Darwin because there are no other options, quite frankly. Right. Um, and I think when you have, when you sort of have all of those examples and you're looking at all of your roster and looking at all the cards on the table, uh, yeah, I do think it is a little bit irresponsible. All the front office that have not, you know, been able to deliver during this window of time. Yeah. Kayla Sharpa was our only other player recruiter help. Yeah. Shout out to PCM. Um, yeah. A, a, a player helping to get another player uh, to the team. Uh, Sharples was essential in that, you know, having the two of them having played at Adelaide United, um, okay. you know, and then another player who also went out for injury. So it's like, um, you know, you make this, this signing in, in Kowalski, you know, in light of losing, you know, a Davidson and then you lose a Sharples and you, you don't, you don't do anything else you know it's um it's curious if if, if you're trying if i'm trying to be polite about it you know it's and it's um it's all of these reasons why you have supporters and, and fans of the team kind of looking and saying like what's like what's going on like what what's with the lack move so the window maybe this is where we transition so they they have this four zero loss right well i was gonna and say now the windows closed hit hit you with a with a seg opportunity i'm hitting you with an alley-oop uh would you the transfer window's closed, right? But but yeah. obviously teams can announce whenever they want it, yes, it, after the paperwork is signed. Yes, yes, yes. Would you bet on the Red Stars Look, making uh, a late announcement here? If I was a betting woman, I don't know if this team is too bad right now, but, and I definitely don't know 
if I would bet on this team to to announce uh, to announce a signing. But if you are uh, the betting fan, I just want to remind you that you can sign up for points bet right now using code CHGO to get risk-free bets up to $2,000. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not it. If you make a 51 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Download the points bet app today and use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited time offer. I don't know, Claire. I don't know. How about you? Would you make that bet? Uh, no, I would not make that bet. You do wait, right? Like I've been waiting on, on my, I am too. I'm like still waiting. trying to get more information on like what's going on, but, um, yeah, you never want to look like a fool, but I don't see it happening. Um, yeah, I, with the length of their availability report, I, you just have to make a choice. You have to make a choice if you're salvaging the season or not, or if you're just going to white knuckle it for the rest of the year and see what this group can do. And we remember when, when Davidson got hurt. No, it was actually when Kayla Sharples got hurt. When Kayla Sharples got hurt, you know, we asked, you know, Chris Petroselli is the team looking at stuff. And and they said it was going to be difficult to do for a variety of reasons, right? Kind of go down the list of, of why it's hard to, to sign a center back or, or to yeah. sign people to come in and, and replace other people. Obviously they signed Amanda Kowalski when Davidson went down, but she was already in camp with them. She's a rookie. That's yeah. a, a, you know, basically like drafting her without drafting her. And it, so I don't really know. And I've raged about this with the red stars before. I'm like, when I asked you this last week, what are the expectations? Should we have expectations for this year now? Yeah. Or should we just be like, well, as long as everybody makes it out intact, we're happy. Um, yeah. And I think maybe that's where there was a little bit of, I don't know. I don't want to say confusing. Maybe there was a little bit of conflict, quite frankly, because I think if you're, if you're the franchise, right, I'm not talking about the roster or the team. If you are the Chicago Red Stars franchise, if you're the organization, um, you know, you obviously had one of the worst off seasons in your organization's history. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was the messaging going into this season or what was the expectations for 2022? Was that ever really set by this, by this franchise or, 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 or you know, or, or the club overall? I, I don't think so. I think that in light of sort of having such a mass of, of departures, um, they tried to save face a little bit and say, Hey, look, like we signed our U of some national team to club contracts. Like those players are red stars players. Isn't that great and awesome. And yes, that's great and awesome. Um, and I think maybe the mental, the mentality behind that is still, you know, that age old, you know, guard of the NWSL mentality of thinking like, well, as long as you have a couple of big name players, if you got a good, you know, striker, if you got a good goal, like you're, you can go places in NWSL and that's just simply like not true anymore. Right. Um, it's just not true anymore. Like this league is more competitive kind of post 2020 challenge cup. Uh, it's expanded to 12 clubs that in itself levels out the competition, you know, um, expanded playoff format, et cetera. Right. So I think if that's, if that is like the, uh, the mentality, the idea of like, Hey, like, We've got like these player and, and you know, coupled with experience, like longtime players of the club, whether it's like a, a you know, Colaprico or Di Bernardo, and then 
youth. We've got like young players that we're excited about. Like all of these things coupled together were like the thing that they were rolling the dice on. And it was, we saw them do really good things in the first half of the season. But again, it's like, if there's a team that understands how to run a table, you know, I don't think there's one more than the Chicago Red Sox. We were just talking, we were just talking to Aaron Wright about it. Right. In a pre-match availability, how they're not trying to get too ahead of themselves. They know there's, they're entering the final stretch, you know, of the season. Um, they know they're going to be going up against teams that are going to be playing with a certain level of urgency. And it, it's their responsibility to just try to keep a cool, calm head about it and maintain their pace. Now, that's all like good and fine. And that's all very true. We've seen them do it before in the past. But the other side of that is like, for, for what? I think you had a really good point just last week where you're just like, for what? Like, is this team, right. even if they were to make a move or not make a move, are they going to be in a position to make a run for a championship right now? Like, I, I don't know. I think also this is a good place to, to enter into the conversation of, of what I think is happening or why I think Chicago is, is not being aggressive in the transfer market. And mm-hmm. you know, we, everybody saw, we got the free agency lists uh, yesterday. Right. Um, and we got two, we got two free agency lists, one of which was from the league, one of which was from yeah, the players. Association. Player association. Um, and there were a lot of red stars on that list, especially the players association list, including yeah. I, I'm, I'm listed. I made a list of just who just, uh, just the red stars. So um, we've got, uh, Danny Colaprico. This is the PA's list, not the league's list. Um, Danny Colaprico, Vanessa DiBernardo, Morgan Gatra, Rachel Hill, Yuki Nagasada, Kalia Watt, Nagasato. Oh my gosh, Kalia Watt and uh, Aaron Wright. And so, what I think is happening because we've seen Chicago do it before. I think they are not making moves because they have all of these contracts that they're going to have to be able to go- negotiate in the yeah. offseason. Now, now Chicago. And the league is is arguing that some of those players on options do not have the right to free agency that's going to arbitration. We'll yeah. see if the Players Association wins out on that. But we've seen in before, in years even different than last offseason, Chicago doesn't do very much. And you say, why aren't you being aggressive and trying to find players? And they go, well, we need to pay for the players that we have. Yeah. And and one of the driving factors of moving Nagasato to Louisville in the first place was the size of her contract. And so they, in order to retain the, the core group that they already have on the team, which, you know, that group's getting older They're They deserve veteran salaries that they've given their service to the team. That's why they're eligible for free agency. I, I think that that's what we're seeing. I think that we're seeing not only an anticipation of, players coming back from maternity leave and players coming back from injury next year, I think they have to pay for them. And they've already spent however much on those four U.S. Women's National Team players who are contracted through 2023. And then after 2023, they've got to compete for them again. So Chicago is entering into this new era of truly having to compete financially with other teams for players that have even just been on their roster for years. Yeah. And to be honest, while that's a good, I mean, good is a reasonable explanation that I understand. It's also already kind of this tipping point of, wow, you're already struggling to compete with the rest of the league for this. Aren't you? Yeah. And, it brings up, it's like a new point of a problem. Yeah, pro- pro- exactly. yeah. No, I'm with you. I hear you hundred percent. I mean, those are all, they're all other points. I mean, we, we will talk about those in the, in off seasons of the past, you know, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm curious if uh, maybe some of the allocation money that they did pick up in those early moves, like we saw, you know, even Cassie Miller get moved out for a hefty chunk. Um, yeah. You know, we did see them engage in a trade with, with Gotham at one point, exchanging mm-hmm. for an international spot. Unclear what that's going to be used for even, even now. Um, and I believe that was their only move that was made during that window was for that random yeah. uh, international spot. You know, who, who, who knows? Um, maybe maybe there is something in, in the works or who knows? Maybe talks broke down. That happens too in professional yeah. sports. That's just... Um, it's just how it works sometimes in, in the biz, right? So to speak. And I just um I am curious about, you know, the the lack of movement. If it's just sort of like a sign to just sort of be like, well, this is the team that we had mm-hmm. and, and this these are the toes that we got and this is how we're gonna continue uh moving forward. Um and then, you know, if this does end up being a year where where they miss out on the playoffs, um, it would be the first year in, in many. Mm-hmm. Um and then I think if that's the case, like then then maybe you have a different offseason than you did um heading into this season into this season because um how do you get back at that point? I think if you fail to miss the the playoffs, there's a different conversation to be had. Like is 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 it about doing a rebuild? Is it about saying like, you know, how are we moving forward and who are we moving forward with? You know, there's uh those are conversations obviously for, for end of season and we're maybe jumping the gun a little bit with a few um with a handful of weeks remaining here but i don't you know because the window closed and, and now the free agency window is opening we've got to talk about it now and i mean we're there's a couple of players who are going to be participating in, inter, in an international window so we've got mel Pugh and, and Alyssa Nair and going to be um, participating in those friendlies against nigeria yeah. in september and then beyond St. georgia is getting the call up again with, uh, with canada so you know these are players who are gonna be stepping in and out of a club for a little bit that they maybe for this final half of the season they're gonna wanna sort of navigate things a little bit differently. That's a lot of minutes on your body, you know? So it's just kinda like I, I don't know if this current Red Stars team as constructed right now at this point is you know is going to be uh the team that's able to sort of sustain everything around them because it's it's not just about hanging on to this playoff spot in sixth place at this point it's hanging on to it trying to build on your lead a bit a little bit in that upper half of the table and trying to like yeah. make sure that you're like finding off these other teams that are in playoff push you know you've got an angel city and an orlando pride team quite frankly yeah. at this point that are just one and or two points behind you i also think north carolina put the league on notice this week i think that you can't oh, yeah. them out either you know yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden we see them um, making a gun for that that eighth or seventh spot. You know, they've got games remaining mm-hmm. on their schedule. You know, depending on I think where that injury is with with Ordonez, if it's not something that's going to keep her out a long time, like right. um, you know, they could still continue to make their run. But um, but but we'll see. Quite frankly, um, yeah. When when the news of that like dropped, I was like, hey, thrilled for Pew, thrilled for for Nair, thrilled for for BSG, but you know, these are, these are moments that we've seen that like when, when players kind of come in and out of color, maybe sometimes they come back with a knock or, or maybe sometimes, um, you know, maybe we see a little bit of disjointedness, like, like in their play uh, a little bit, quite frankly. Um, you know, I think BSG is a, a player that we saw and we're really high in this first half of the season it was really integral. I think to this, this current formation that, that we saw from this team and then kind of like post CONCACAF, like, you know, she's had to, kind of build up her minutes a little bit because you go to a tournament where you start not seeing a ton of minutes where versus a club where you were getting regular starts, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I could sort of, you know, 
going to make your play a little bit disjointed. And, um, you know, now we'll see if she's going to get pushed even further back. Yeah, you know, it's right. like, it's just, it's adding to the, to this sort of extended well, narrative. Question, question for you. If you're in charge here, no, they've made no moves, right? This is the, yeah. the roster that we have. Do you, this is like the same question as when, when Charples went down, do you continue yeah. with the three back knowing that you don't really have the personnel for it, yeah. but it's the system that your team has played all year, mm -hmm. which it's not easy, especially with the youth that they have on the back line, just switch formations yeah. or do you go to four, do you go to four in the back? What do you do, Sandra? I think if you didn't make any moves <laughs> uh, during this window, you've got to try something. Yeah. And I think your only option now is to try to play yeah. with the formation a little bit. I think that there's a perception um, with the lack of moves that this team made or the absence of moves that this mm -hmm. team made, we'll just say, I think there's a little bit of perception on this club right now that they have, they haven't waved the white flag, but they're reaching forward in the pocket. Right. Um, there's definitely that perception of this front office right now. Um, and I think that if that's the case, you got to try to do something. And if you're the coaching staff, maybe you're having those conversations already. Yeah. Right. You know? Um, and quite frankly, like if this is, if this is a team with a lot of young players who, you know, were up to the challenge and task of like, you know, having the buy-in of this system, like why not try to challenge them with, with right. that again? Yeah. Um, that's a good point. You know, I just, um, it's unfortunate, you know, to like be at this point, because again, we've really enjoyed what covering this team and sort of watching the performances that they've been putting out there. But um, yeah, I think because of point A, you got to go to point B now. And it's just, um, I'm curious if, if maybe we will see something like like a back four. Like, I don't know if we've seen the end of Vanessa Bernardo as a defensive uh -huh. kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that also makes me sad a little bit too, because I've really enjoyed yeah. covering this year that DiBernardo has put together for this team as at a six, you know, it's just like, it's like, that still baffles me right. a, a little bit. Um, you know, so it's a sort of, I would assume that if there is a, a switch or a shake up a little bit, that maybe that would include her role shifting a little bit as, as well. So I don't know. I, I, I just, I just think that we're because of the absence of news, you're tasking the coaching staff with something else. And I wouldn't be surprised if they try to make some type of adjustments there. Yeah. Well. I think honestly, if I were, and the, the other thing I would maybe try is this was mentioned up thread in the comments, uh, comments at some point, And I, I apologize for, for not seeing who said it, but I think they also, speaking of like Vanessa DiBernardo playing defensive midfielder, I think that the box midfield is no longer really working. I think we're seeing other teams figure it out and, and yep. Chicago is having trouble controlling the midfield. So I'm a little bit like, okay, what if you, bring someone like Ella Stevens in who is an actual midfielder or yep. you bring Sarah Griffith in or you into the starting yep. 11, I mean, or you push Di Bernardo forward um, and have a, a lone six in front of a back four and then let Pew really actually be a forward, let Pew yep. be a forward and have that be her specific role to get her closer to goal and to, cause I think it is, we, we're seeing the team, we're seeing players try to play make, we're seeing them try to play together and combine and it's not quite working. I think yeah. you need to start shaking things up. And the one change that you can make without changing <laughs> is actually getting these players a little bit closer to their natural positions. And I wonder yeah. if that is also not something that we need to see. Don't play Sarah Lubert as a wing back, play her as a, 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 a winger, you know, make a change into maybe more of a traditional four, three, three without 
moving around too much, but I think you can, and you might see some of those roles simplify and they might have more success. Yeah. I just, I just think that that's right now. Yeah. That's the option. Right. Like, I think, I think with everything else that we've discussed right now, I think that the only option moving forward for this coaching staff and for this team to even try to get these players some relief or some comfort level of comfortability, right. You know, is to, to, to maybe try to plug them into positions where they can thrive. Yeah. And that will probably include maybe a, a, the smallest of shifts, you know, in, in, in formation. Um, and they need every, they need every break they can get, Claire. You know, maybe that also includes, you know, maybe getting their, you know, their, their protein. From, yeah, from, you, you, uh, watch, you watch the Red Stars and all their injuries and you're thinking, what are they eating back there, you know? <laughs> like, what, what supplements, what nutrients are they – uh, it, you know, are they taking care of themselves? I'm not sure that they are. What's that athletic group, uh, that athletic training group feeding them? Maybe they should be using athletic greens. What is athletic greens? 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day off. Right. Just one scoop has all that great stuff. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, costs you less than $3 a day. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash, and I'm going to say bulls this time chgo <laughs> bulls again that is athleticgreens.com slash chgo bulls to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance yeah they could use some huh or like yeah or like maybe maybe they have the athletic greens but like holding the the package of athletic greens is a new is a player is a new player <laughs> Like this is our X factor. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, our X, our X factor in the game is gonna be yeah. uh, AG one. AG one. That's right. Shout out to Athletic Greens. I don't know, man. I mean, um, we'll see. We'll like <laughs> the Athletic Greens coupled with a formation change. Maybe that's what's gonna be what this team needs to get the breakthrough against Racing Louisville. That's going to be the Chicago Red Stars next match coming on up. That again, this is going to be the uh, the third match for this team. Uh, on the road as part of this sort of four-game away streak for them. Um, but they don't have to go too far for this one, just heading on uh, down to Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, but there's uh, some things coming into play here. I mean, this is going to be the fourth time, uh, let me correct myself, the fourth time that these teams have played each other when we're looking at the the calendar year, uh, stemming back into uh, the 2022 Challenge Cup. Uh, they were paired in in that Central Division group alongside Kansas City, Houston Dash, and Racing Louisville. So mm. much different point in this in the year for the both of these teams, quite frankly. We're talking about uh, Central Division and the Challenge Cup that kind of played each other <laughs> pretty closely. Um, really, really weird weather game uh, that these two had to sort of kick off the regular season, which Chicago Red Sox came out on top of. But since then, we've seen um, – this racing side also kind of grow up a little bit on their own. They've got, yeah, they've players. been doing some different formations they, as well. It could they, be a, yeah. a real three back, just a, you know, huge midfield battle here. Um, what if this is the game where like both of these teams are like, let's mix it up. Like that would be wild. Or, or like, <laughs> that would be kind of funny if racing Louisville came in, like being like, okay, we're going to also play this three, five, three, five, two, three, six, one. We're going to um, pack the midfield. We're going to combat yep. their numbers in. And then Chicago comes out in a four, three, three. That would be funny. Yeah, that would be really, really funny. I um, yeah, I'm, 
I think we saw was was Louisville hasn't done well in on their set pieces. And I'm trying to recall if this if one of the games it was a Challenge Cup game when we saw uh, the Ekic. I believe it was the Ekic uh, free kick that came off. So I there there Chicago isn't a stranger to sort of um, conceding yeah. <laughs> against Louisville on those types of uh, scenarios. Uh, shout out to Plank Center. If we can't beat Pink and Bjorkman managed team that we are truly done this year. Hey, tell us how you really feel. Listen, yeah. Louisville, Louisville has been doing some things, but they are absolutely a franchise that has had some struggles of their yeah. own on the pitch. Um, I mean, this is, this is a Louisville team that Chicago's going to go up against where they didn't have to face the Dean, where they didn't have to face right. uh, their newest signing in, in Wang Chuang uh, out of China. I mean, yeah. and this is, she's someone who just scored for them in, in the women's cup uh, along mm-hmm. with Nadine. Right. So I'm, I'm curious is, is the personnel that we're going to see uh, from Louisville against uh, Chicago. And those are some pretty experienced um, goal scorers, quite frankly. Well, yeah, and uh, they've got that. They've also got their young group that, that's playing quite well. They've got, you know, DeMello playing really well. They've got Kristen Davis playing really well. Yep. I think that the opportunity, the opportunities will be there. They have their own defensive issues. They're playing in a, they themselves played in the three back. They had Emily Fox playing inside just to play, just to help, I think, just to help the center backs. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, yes, I think this is the kind of thing when I was talking about at the top of the show about like, who is Chicago better than who should they have expectations of being able to compete with? Yes. Louisville is one of those teams for sure. Yeah. Again, not an unfair thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> this is pro sports. Like this is pro sports. going to talk about it. Like pro sports. Like if you are, uh, you know, a team like Chicago and, and have had the experience that you've had in these types of phases of the season, um, had the personnel available to you on your roster that you do have. I mean, this isn't going to be a game that is going to miss somebody like a Mal Pugh or miss somebody like an Alyssa Nair, right? Or or BSG. Like these are these are players that can absolutely mm-hmm. turn a game on their head. So uh, I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you. I, I think that this this should be a game amongst some of the other games that they've already had on the road that they do have a layer, uh, an extra layer of expectation because, again, pro sports, pro sports teams, they're all the competitors. They're always going to want to have that expectation to win, but it doesn't always shake out that way. And I think if you add that extra layer of expectation, I think it is going to be on this one um, against Louisville. And uh, I hope they come come out with a win, but I don't know. I do I do wonder if, like, the familiarity uh, a little bit between these two teams has the makings of a draw in it. Um, mm-hmm. That always concerns me. Like, some of the, some of the teams that we've seen go head-to-head this year, that have had that kind of familiarity stemming back like from challenge cup, like have sort of had these kind of weird energies around them, you know? And uh, I do wonder if there's that possibility um, uh, of it's kind of rearing its head again in, in this one. I'm like, is it going to be one of these like weird low scoring games where it's like a draw, like between these two teams. So hopefully it's not like a zero zero motive. It's like a one, one, you know, um, and I think if you're Chicago, that doesn't do you a ton of favors. I don't necessarily think it knocks you out of um, of the top of the standings, considering some of the other fixtures that are happening this weekend. Um, but I don't know if it does you a ton of favors in, in this sort of final third um, of the season. Who do you want to have? Uh, who do you want to see have like a really, really solid game against Louisville? I mean, I think it's it's what I said before. I think it's just I want to see them empowered to be able to to play with a little bit more simplicity. I think that, um, yeah, I think I would just play with the front three. I'd play with the front three and, and I would like to see that front three of, of Pew, maybe Lubert, um, and, and cook. I would, I would put in there. 
um, just straight up, put cook in the middle, put pew on the left, put, uh, put who am I, who am I missing? Cook, cook in the middle, pew on the left, Luber on the right, Luber on the right. That's what it is. But just, just put them up front and, and, and yeah. let them, let them cook. And I think that that's really where, uh, where I'm at with it is just get the players on let, the field, I simplify, simplify, simplify. Yeah. You got to let cook cook. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. Hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, I'm, I'm eager to see it. I, I would, at this point, you know, you got to surprise, you got to surprise your opposition. You got to surprise your, uh, the, you know, the, the, the folks who are watching you. Um, so we'll see, we'll see if this one has the, the formation shakeup, you know, we'll see, we'll see who's available or, or unavailable. You know, that, that, that news should be dropping sometime tonight. Uh, usually when they post up the list and, um, uh, we'll have some more to, to chat about that, I'm sure, next week. But hopefully, when we link up next week, we'll be talking about Red Stars dub. Hopefully, we'll also be talking about a Chicago Sky dub as well. Right. Semifinals kicking off. We always want to show love to the sky whenever we get a chance. And we want to show love to all of you who join us, as always. We appreciate you all hopping on live, going through the comments, and, and, and joining and engaging with us um, in discussion of Chicago Red Stars. If you enjoy uh, the work that we do here at CHGO, I just want to remind you one last time before we exit, now, one of the best ways to support us in our work here is with the CHGO membership. So just know that when you sign up for a membership, you get access to all kinds of podcasts and live show on every Chicago sports team nearly every day. You get access to post-game shows. You get access to premium written content. If you're a member at allchgo.com, you can read the wonderful words of my friend, homie, and colleague Claire Watkins, Waxing Poetic, all about the Chicago red stars you also get merchandise for uh, all teams you get a free shirt when you become a member your choice and uh, you get access to the members only discord the chgo lounge so please go ahead and sign on up for a chgo membership when you have time and join us next week hopefully to discuss the chicago red stars done be easy everyone take it out